This is the M6P with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo. Jared Mayo. That's my name. Don't wear it out. What's up, man? I am chilling on the M6P podcast. Well, that's fantastic. I'm here too. So yes, but not in the same room. That's true. All right. Well, well, let's get into it. I mean, let's do our contact information because I got a lot to say about this movie that I saw. Oh well, I okay then. Go oh, for it. Okay. All right. This is the M6P. It's a comic book podcast. You can email us at m6plc at gmail Visit our website. It's amazing. The M6P dot com and follow us on twitter at the m6p hit us up on facebook facebook.com slash the m6p you can instagram or youtube or any of that other stuff the same handle as the m6p and also you can give us a call and leave us a voicemail and be a part of the m6p podcast at 616-755-TINA we are sponsored by dcb service discount comic book service dcbservice.com go there get all your pre-orders for 40% off their sister site, In Stock Trades. You can get all trades in stock for 35% off. All orders over $50. Shipping is free. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, CRPSavings.com, and MichaelWebSolutions.com, and TheMarvelousBox.com. That's fantastic. I love that Marvelous Box thing. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right, sir, when did you see this movie? I saw it opening night, Thursday at 8.30. That's, it, it astounds me how a midnight showing that opens on Friday is at 8.30. I know, they just, they realize these people, they need their sleep. <laughs> They're doing it for the people. Um, did you see yours? I saw mine on last Wednesday. So, like four days ago, five days ago? Okay. Okay. With the family? Yes. I brought everyone. No, no. I, I saw it with one a single buddy of mine who kept leaning over to me and saying, it's a good thing we didn't bring the wives. <laughs> <laughs> he said that multiple times. So, yeah, there were definitely a couple kids in the theater. Like, oh, these must have been the same kids that were in the theater for Deadpool. <laughs> it's the same children. Like, Come on, guys. Do better at parenting. So, <laughs> come on! You should have stood up and been like, come on, everybody. Okay, so when I texted you and said, how was it? You said it was... Do you remember what you told me? No, I do not. Okay. I don't remember yesterday. You told me it was interesting. I'm interested to hear your take on it. Which I have to be admit, that, I mean, that, that made me even more excited to see <laughs> this movie. Because well, the I, thing is, I never want even... Just somebody's review to somewhat spoil me because then I go into seeing a movie thinking that. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. I no. but see if you if you had said, "Oh, it's fantastic, it's great," then I think that that wouldn't have piqued my interest as much as you saying it was interesting. Because we're pretty opposite. So yes. You wanna- you know, have the opposite reaction. Absolutely, absolutely. When you weren't super excited, then I was like, maybe this is more than just a fan service movie. 
Well, I don't know. It, I think, I think if I look at the other reviews, the fans were pretty pleased. Right, but I went okay. So let me tell you what I thought going into this movie, what it was going to be. Okay, and obviously we're talking about Logan. I don't know if we even said that. Okay. Oh yeah, we're talking about Logan. <laughs> so I thought it was just going to be. His final movie, a send-off to Hugh Jackman and the character of Wolverine with this actor. Kind of a love letter to all Wolverine fans out there. So it's going to be a lot of hack slash and it's going to be uh, just a ton of like catchphrases. And kind of like Deadpool was, but in a more serious setting, Wolverine. What did you think going in? Uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be the creme de la creme wolverine movie i think i thought it was going to um be penance for the first two wolverines and to uh really like you said like a love letter to the fans and this was going to be the wolverine movie okay so did what was your take on it uh i left the theater saying huh okay (laughs) i wanted a lot more I wanted a, a whole heck of a lot more, and so you know my interest my interesting was a bit of disappointment. So, so what did you want that was more? What would have been more? Oh, I thought a lot of the care, and this is just Jared. Speaking. Sure, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone listening, you know, you can feel free to disagree, but um, I thought that the characters that I was watching were not the characters that I. They weren't my Professor Xavier and Wolverine and Caliban. And uh, I thought Professor was like a totally different person. I even recognized that, who his character was. Um, what was the question? So what what did you think it was going to be, I guess? And, and what Or what had you hoped uh, for? If you said, well, it was missing a little bit of this. I wanted more of what? Yeah, I thought that uh, this was going to be the story of, you know, from what I had heard, the story, the, the story was going to be about Wolverine is uh, running people across the border while he's taking care of Professor Xavier, comes along, X-23, and there's an adventure after that. Like, yeah, that sounds good. And uh, then when I just... I, I don't know, I feel like this movie almost doesn't even fit... Well, when you look at Fox's X-Men continuity, none of the movies fit with each other. <laughs> but I feel like this one is a whole different... Like, a different studio made this movie. This doesn't even feel like it could be in the same realm with the other X-Men or Wolverine movies. Really? Huh. What? I think you disagree, so I'd like to hear. Well, I, I thought this movie was amazing. I, I thought it was really, really good. There were just a couple things that I had a problem with, but they were very minor. Um, the one of them being, how in the world could she have put all those videos together on her iPhone and then said, if you're watching this, I'm dead, and this is, you know, seeing everybody escape and everything like that. I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, it's petty, but it's it's one of those things that's like, well, if he went through and searched multiple videos, but if, if it was one long video, that doesn't make any sense. Here, I'm going to do some video editing while I cower in fear. <laughs> you know, like, that doesn't make sense to me. But this movie was like I could after I after I watched this movie I couldn't stop thinking about it like I just couldn't I was like man oh man like I thought that this was probably the best X Men movie that they've put out oh. so I think that the whole movie 
is a wrap-up of his story. So it wasn't a love letter that I thought it was going to be, and it wasn't a bunch of fan service, even though it had a bunch of hack slash and everything like that, and he kind of did go into berserker rage. He was still way behind, like a step behind everybody, and he's still hurting from the moment he uh, started limping out of the limousine to running in the woods and still and slowing, and then you know seeing him in the in the wife beater shirt but with saggy muscles and everything. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Like he was he was a step behind. It wasn't him. And so I thought and and when he died, right? Uh-huh. So spoiler alert. Um, we already know this. We're going to spoil everything. So he's laying there dying and X23 holds his hand and for all the comic books and all the movies and everything, there's this struggle between is he a man or is he an animal? Can he can he change from a man or an animal to a man? Can he feel? Can he be connected to humanity? Can he truly love and be loved, right? That's what I feel like all these other movies are about. We just watched X-Men uh, with the kids and X-Men X2 and X3. And that yeah. really is what those movies are about, Um uh, we didn't rewatch Origins, and I haven't seen The Wolverine since it came out in theaters. But that movie was about the Wolverine. This movie was indeed about Logan, and if not about James Howlett. And I, you know, they can't title a movie James Howlett. Uh, so when he's dying there, and he looks at X twenty three, and he's like, "So this," and you can barely understand what he's saying. He's like, "So this is what it feels like," and it's like, "This is what it feels like to finally be connected, to finally." have somebody care about you and love you and be and, and and love them and then he dies and like that's it and then the next scene is her uh she's saying words the eulogy from uh, Shane the movie Shane the um the western mm-hmm. and then she changes the cross to an x steps back credits i was like totally blown away because the movie wasn't about whether or not they make it to the border it wasn't about whether or not they're going to be okay it was about him connecting with people like him finally connecting with humanity and finding his place in this whole world at the end of his life i thought it was amazing (laughs) well good (laughs) you were satisfied that's good i was mission accomplished yes i was totally satisfied i was just i was so I just thought it was, I, I was so surprised. Like, I had no idea that that's what they were going to do. Hmm. I, did, I had no idea that that's what they could do. I didn't know that they uh, had the wherewithal to uh, to put that kind of movie together. Well, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> did you, I mean, did you, did you feel any of that? Or were you, or did you feel like that was like a waste of, of screen time or... Well, it was so long. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. Oh, it's not getting better. You know, I I think one of my favorite parts was when they showed the X Men comic book. <laughs> oh, really? Because that was one of my least favorite parts, definitely. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, finally, it, it proves that Storm and Colossus and Rogue, like, they're in the they wore comic book outfits and Wolverine wore a mask. This is awesome. <laughs> No, it's just I think that I think the movie took a lot of easy way outs by saying, "Well, so much time has passed, so we don't really need to explain anything." And to me, that was just a huge cop out. Really, uh, and poor. I, I feel poor storytelling. Really? Yeah. So yeah. 
Like, what could you go into? Like, what you wanted explained? Well, why haven't mutants been born the past twenty five years? What happened in Westchester? Where are all the X Men? How did Wolverine pick up with Professor and haul it down to Tijuana? And he's driving across the border in a limo. Like that's his job now. If Professor was the one responsible for all the X Men stuff, why is Wolverine the one that was able to to live through it? There, there were a ton of, of questions. Uh, like this is just poor storytelling to just say, well, it's 2029. You just need to accept that a lot of stuff. <laughs> You, that's the voice of the director that you imagine it to you? Mr. Mangold. Listen, Jared, listen. That's what I heard, and then I think it was... Actually, I think it was the guy to the left of me. He fell asleep twice during the movie, and he started snoring the second time. Are you serious? Really? Yes, and and not only that, when he was conscious, he was talking to his girlfriend or wife the entire time. Ooh, what do you think's going to happen? I don't know. Who's that girl? I don't know who she is. She's so little. How do you think... Shut up! You know? <laughs> Just go back to sleep. <laughs> it sounds like your experience. Did did Jennifer go? Yeah, Jennifer and I were the. We went to go see it together. And what did she think? The exact same thing. Okay. <laughs> but she hates Wolverine. Oh. I'll give you that part too. She's never liked Wolverine. She says she's he's always in such a bad mood. <laughs> she... Yeah. <laughs> he is. That was another thing. Like what? So. His healing factor is just because he's getting older, so he's losing it. So he, at this point, it, isn't he like in the 1600s or the 1700s is when he was in Canada and that's when Origins took place? Well, none of the continuity really makes sense. So, Well, I meant in the comic no books. Idea. Do you know? Oh, in the comics? Wasn't he born in the 1800s? 1800s. Okay, so at this point, he's probably like 300 years old, right? Or a little less than 300? You know, give or take 50 years. Okay. All right. So uh, that's, you know, because nobody knows his life expectancy. And so the the professor's 90. Uh, Yeah, I was just thinking he was slowing down. Plus his adamantium was poisoning him uh, after this time. Well, where did professor's hair come from? You mean, oh, that's a good question. I didn't think about that. Ugh, that's, again, like, that's not Professor X. He does not have hair. Okay, so let me ask you, what what did you think about the rated R stuff? Uh, definitely deserved. Okay, so did you yeah. think that you could have had such a movie? Uh, uh, I guess strong would be the wrong word because you didn't necessarily think it was a strong movie. Did you think that you, you could have the same impact of the movie uh, without the rated R material? Well, I think the violence, the violence aspect was very true to Wolverine. You can pick up any X-Men comic book and you'll see him slicing people and slicing machines and, and that kind of stuff. He doesn't talk like that. He doesn't talk anything like that movie. Right. So I, I feel like that was a bit of a, we had such success with Deadpool and Rated R and we still made this boatload of cash. Uh, let's let's do this with Wolverine too. See, I thought that, um, I, I know... A couple people were wondering what I would think of the cursing. I, I had a couple comments like, oh, man, the cursing is really rough in this. And, but um, I thought, actually, that Professor X's cursing lended itself to the story. Like, if if he's not the same character, like you're saying, I think that's the point. Like, he was not the same character. He, he, was, he had Alzheimer's. He had Parkinson's or ALS, one of the two. And his... Uh, his Alzheimer's was changing his, you know, his personality to the point where he was getting frustrated and using that kind of language. And so I, I thought watching it, 
it hurt me. It hurt my heart to see him in that state. Like, oh man, this isn't the Professor X. Like, he's not caring. He's, uh, you know, especially in ways like, you're just waiting for me to die. And, you know, you have Logan who's like, I'm trying to keep you out of trouble, but I'm, you're getting, I'm getting frustrated at you. I think you're, you know, a total pain in the rear. But then when he dies, you see that he just, he cared about him the whole time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I thought that, the, like, just that little thing of him cursing as much as he did was like you feel even worse for him because he's not in control of himself he doesn't know what's going on he's trying his best and like wolverine and caliban are discounting him because he has been out of his mind for a while at this point well i guess i'll push back on that okay what i had said earlier in that it seemed like an easy cop-out that well you know we want to be able to say this language like this and have Professor talk like this. We'll say he's got uh, ALS. Yep, that's what it is, and that makes him talk like that now. And uh, ALS also makes you sprout hair like a cul-de-sac on your head, so we'll go with that, too. Like, what? That doesn't make... that. No. Maybe. I... I can I can see that, but I think if the movies the whole point of the movie was to connect on on a two way street emotionally with people, then I feel like the way that he it was he had more of a father complex, like he loved Professor X more than Professor X loved him. I I feel like yeah, and, I, I, I get that. And yeah. so I think that finally with X twenty three, it was like a two way street. Like now I love you and you love me, and so I think it was kind of making that distinction between. I am in a great deal of loss um, when Professor X died. Is anyone going to be in a great deal of loss when I die? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it just accentuated that. One thing I, I didn't really like about it was the other the X-24. I was going to get ready to ask you about X-24. What were your thoughts? I thought it was unnecessary. I, I, I didn't like the whole bullet thing. It was very tele, you know, telecasted, um, tele, telegraphed. Um, and just having him there, like there was no need for it, I guess you, you could have done, you could have done Sabretooth, you know, you could have done, um, Omega Red, you could have done, uh, what's the guy with the cyber? Is that the guy? You could have done Sauron for all I care, you know? Yeah. I, I just didn't like that it was him. Well, Jennifer had a good question. She said, so if X-23 was the 23rd attempt or whatever, and she's like a 12 year old kid, why is X-24 grown up like wolverine yeah that's a good question i yeah. don't know it's, just, it's fox <laughs> they do what they want whatever <laughs> but it would have made so it would have been perfect to have a book end with Sabretooth being the one that kills professor x and is kind of wolverine's last enemy yes i thought that would that would have been good too what did you think of the villain um who was it price pierce pierce the pierce, pierce and the reavers Okay, so what did you think? Can you can you give me a little bit of history on that? Like who this guy is and the comics and what he does? Well, so Donald Pierce was a member of the Hellfire Club. He's part cyborg, but then he also started to run the Reavers when the X-Men were in Australia during the Outback era right? Uh, in the late 80s under Chris Claremont. And, and then they also had a time where they were with Lady Deathstrike as well, which would have been another perfect one to, to bring into the movie. She was in X2, you know? Right. And uh, in the comics, I think they're really cool. They're, I mean, cyborg, bad guy, group. You know, sign me up. Where, when can I start watching this movie? And I think in the movie, they just came off as uh, generic cyborgs that were were working with the Alkali company. You know, 
that no no one seemed to have different personalities. If you watch the credits, it lists all of the Reavers, uh, you know, Cole and Bonebreaker and, and all of them. And I had no idea. They all just looked like henchmen to me. <laughs> right. You know? So I was, yeah. I, was, I was disappointed with it. I guess I was just disappointed as a whole. Oh. <laughs> what did you a- think of the Reavers? I thought I thought they were cool. I didn't know that they were the Reavers until they said it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was trying to figure out Pierce. I was trying to. Th- I was thinking back. I was like, does he have anything to do with Bastion? Does he have? You know, like I was trying to remember my X Men history. Um, what about the Doctor? Had we seen him before? Was he in the comics at all? Oh, what was his last name? I I can't remember. No, I thought I really think that was another missed opportunity. Where at the end of X Men Apocalypse, when they had Mister Sinister. He got all the DNA from the Weapon X lab. Oh, see, I still haven't seen Apocalypse. Oh, I, oops. Uh, oh, I... All right, well, there's an after credit scene. Okay. And there's a businessman who goes to the Weapon X facility, and his suitcase says Essex. Ah. Uh... Like, oh, that perfectly sets up Logan. Well, nope, we'll go with somebody else. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're killing me, Smalls. So what did you think of Caliban? Okay, so... <laughs> Caliban was in X-Men Apocalypse, and this is a totally different character. (laughs) And I read an interview yesterday where they said it was oversight on their part that they didn't realize that Caliban had also been in X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. lie to me. Don't say that. Just tell me a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you like this version or the X-Men Apocalypse version of Caliban? They're both weird. I, I guess probably this version a little bit more. Uh, yeah, probably this version a little bit more. You gotta see X Men Apocalypse. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I know, I do. I, I haven't. I, I haven't had the opportunity actually. So um, it's not any good. But <laughs> I like Days of Future Past. Yeah, I did too. Okay, well that's something we have in common. And that and what was great was you know at the end of that movie it kind of reset the timeline for things that could happen and and couldn't have happened. Right. So. Right. If this Logan takes place in that same timeline, you know, we see Rogue and Beast and Storm and Gene and Cyclops and everybody, and it's kind of a happily ever after there. So, you know, for you to go from that being the last thing we saw of the X-Men to this, tell me tell me what happened. What went so so wrong? But that's the same problem I had at the end of Wolverine 2, you know, where Magneto and Professor X meet Wolverine at the airport and say, you know, something bad is happening to where Days of Future Past opens, and the Sentinels have already taken over the whole Earth. Right, yes, yes. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) Something bad. Goodness. That's true, but I think they they retconned that whole movie, The Wolverine, out, didn't they? Uh, They did, yeah. Yeah, I was just saying I had the same issues of, you know, where you leave a movie off if you're going to take it up, you know, a couple years later. If it's going to be so drastically different, you got to give... I think that's just good, decent storytelling. I, I would agree with you. I thought that this, if if it, if this was supposed to connect to the rest of the universe, then it did a poor job. But in and of itself, I thought it was a good movie. But then again, my, my argument in the beginning was this is a good, like, this whole time he's searching for this. So, like, I guess if everything, if the whole franchise was not true except Logan had this the, this history where he didn't connect with people as displayed in other movies, then it would be good. So I, I definitely see your point. Well, what did you think of Laura? She, I was surprised that she was Hispanic. I don't remember that in the comic. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. I was surprised also that they didn't say it was a clone, but rather his daughter. 
Yeah. Did they stay away from that because of X24, you think? I, I, I don't know. It was kind of a surprise to me, too. I think maybe that was a little bit more real, you know. This is more real than a straight-up clone. But then X-24 looked like a straight-up clone. Right, exactly. And I didn't like how they did his his look or anything like that. I thought it was a little bit strange. Like, I like how he was out of shape and everything. But then you have him, obviously, Hugh Jackman, playing this other guy who's supposed to be, you know, super angry and ripped and everything. Well, I, I, I'm with you. I liked Laura. I thought, for me, she kind of stole the show. I, I just wanted to see more adventures of her. Uh, you know, she was a new character. I like X-23 in the books. And uh, she was a lot more reminiscent of when she first appeared on X-Men Evolution. She was, she was quiet. She didn't have much to say. And she, her actions just kind of told what she was thinking. What came first, the X-Men Evolution or the uh, NYX series? X-Men Evolution. That's what she was created for. Oh, I didn't even know that. I thought she was in NYX first. Nope. She was in the animated series and then moved over and they gave her a little bit of a darker origin. <laughs> so she was like a, she's like a Harley Quinn of the Marvel Universe? Yeah, yeah. Huh, huh. I did not know that. Um, did you... So that group of kids, do you think they were the New Mutants? Well, Richter was in the group. I don't know if you spotted that or not. Yes, I did. And it was interesting if you look at his files, it says that his... You know, they they are all cloned from not cloned, but their DNA was taken uh, from different parents and stuff. And his parent was Avalanche. Oh, like, oh, cool! I love Avalanche. Show him, you know. But yeah, uh, I, I I mean, they've already announced the cast of New Mutants and the characters that will be in it, and none of those are going to be in it. But it could oh. be, you know, some sort of lead in. It, it could possibly, but. Well, didn't okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Cable come and lead the New Mutants and then turn them into X Force? He did. Okay, and then we're gonna see Nathan Summers probably in the next Deadpool movie. So I wondered if it was all connected. I don't think. I think Fox is doing a loosely connected. Like you'll recognize these characters, but they're not really in the same because none of these movies are in the same continuity. If they end up doing New Mutants based off this group. So New Mutants takes place in 2030, 2031. Right. And Deadpool kind of mixes in because there's Colossus, but Colossus Colossus isn't on the X-Men. and So I think it's a supremely loose uh, (laughs) continuity. Well, I I mean, so what what are your final thoughts, I guess, about this film? Uh, And, And would you recommend it? Well, I guess it would depend on your audience. If you love Wolverine, yeah, you know, there's Wolverine. If you want to see Wolverine hack and slash, then that's your movie. If you're an X-Men aficionado uh, and you love continuity and you want little asterisks to tell you what issue things happened in, this probably isn't your movie. (laughs) Right. You know, but it sounds like you would definitely recommend it, though. I I would. I would recommend it just because it it was within the movie. It was like a, a central theme um, and it hit on that theme and resolved that theme. And then it was done. And it wasn't like, uh, and then there's a little bit more, and you know, it was basically like it, it was a it was a story about this guy's humanity. Does he really connect with humanity uh, or not? Does he fit in? Does he have a place in this world? What is he doing with his life? You know, he and I think it's when he's faced with mortality, what does he do? You mm-hmm. know, and so that's why he doesn't want to heal himself because he likes the idea of being faced with mortality because an end gives him some sort of meaning. So I think it was a very existential movie about like, well, what what does it mean to, you know, how do you know you're done, I guess. Now, do you see Jackie eventually seeing this movie? 
It would be tough. When I went home, I definitely spoiled it for her because I thought she wouldn't see it. Um, she probably won't see it because she'd be very grossed out. But I told her it was tough to watch physically, but also emotionally too. Mm. So gotcha. So the yeah. the next movie, next Marvel. Well, I guess we've got Iron Fist debuting this weekend. Is that this weekend? <laughs> Friday. Got to go to the gym early, and then after Iron Fist, we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh huh. Do we have we have Spider Man this year? Then we have Spider Man, and then in the fall we've got Thor. Thor Ragnarok. Got it. Right on. I can't wait. It's going to be good. I'm actually really looking forward to Iron Fist. I, I watched the uh, second or the pilot episode or the season opener for Daredevil season two the other night. I rewatched it. And I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I they're they're so different because the movies you can pop in and you've seen the whole thing in two two and a half hours. If you want to. There's not just one episode of Daredevil or Jessica Jones or Luke Cage that you can just watch one episode and kind of feel like you you got the whole thing. You got to watch all 13 episodes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Iron Fist connects, so it should be good. Yeah, and then after that, Defenders. So we'll see everybody together and, and then Punisher. Yes, Punisher, hopefully Moon Knight. I'm still hoping. Well, and the Inhumans debuts in September. Right. And that's going to be at uh, IMAX first. The first two episodes are going to be in the IMAX movie theater. And then it will debut on ABC later in the month of September. Cool. Cool, we, cool. We've posted pictures of Lockjaw and Crystal today. Mm-hmm. Well, we posted Lockjaw last week, but Crystal today. And they're they're looking very comic accurate, which was exciting. Right on. Yeah. All right, well, does that about wrap it up here? I believe that about wraps it up. All right, you can email us at m6plc at gmail.com. Visit our website, vm6p.com, and uh, follow us on Twitter at vm6p. Look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash vm6p. Hit us up on Instagram and YouTube under our, the handle vm6p. You can also give us a call and be a part of the show, 616-755-TINA. And again, we are sponsored by DCB Service, Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Order all your pre, I mean, get all your pre-orders for 40% off. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. If you're looking for savings on any products from Office Depot and Office Max, you're going to want a CRP membership. So go to CRPSavings.com. As well, if you're looking for the best SEO products and website building in the world, you're going to want to go to MichaelWebSolutions.com. And if you want the best Marvel assorted graphic novel blind box that you could possibly think of, go to themarvelousbox.com. All right. And uh, that's it. I'm Andy Kirby. My co-host is me, Jared Mayo. (laughs) And this is the M6P. (laughs) 